to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Bullock. People, organizations, and communities need to prepare for and respond to natural and man-made disasters in a timely manner and in the most effective way possible. Our program examines what is being done before, during, and after a disaster and those unexpected events to keep you in the know. Disasters can happen to anyone. The question is, when will it happen to you? Now, here is your host, business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Bullock. And welcome to another episode of Preparing for the Unexpected. I'm your host, Alex Fullick. And as always, we like to talk about things related to business continuity, resiliency, crisis management, disaster planning, and anything that can be related to those subjects. I'd like to remind everyone that if there's a topic you'd like us to talk about or something we haven't covered or something you'd like to hear about or even uh, interview a person, please feel free. Go to the Voice America website, voiceamerica.com. Look for the show, Preparing for the Unexpected, and underneath the large graphic that you'll see is a little button where you can send me an email. I do get all emails, and I do respond to all of them. And let me know what your uh, subject is that you'd like us to talk about, or the person you'd like to have on the show, or about getting you on the show. And uh, I can always talk to you, and we can set something up and uh, see about getting you on the show to get your idea out there. So today, I'd like to tell you that I am actually recording behind the booth in the Disaster Recovery Journal Conference in Phoenix, which is taking place uh, September 23rd to September 26th. So you'll be hearing this uh, post-conference. So this is kind of my post-conference update as to how things are going, uh, what people can expect here, you know, and hopefully uh, you'll consider attending a DRJ conference in the future. There are two of them. One is in the uh, fall, as it is right now, here in Phoenix, and there's one in the spring, which unfortunately I don't have the date right in front of me, but I know there's one in the spring, and that's usually in Orlando. So these these are great uh, conferences for people, anyone, in the business continuity, disaster planning, emergency response, crisis management... Uh, and everything related fields to to those ideas and people from many industries here governments financial uh, you know manufacturing you know the communications fields even uh, I've run across a few uh, people that are kind of geared towards some psychology aspects so there's lots to uh, pick up here so I do recommend attending one of them if you can they are quite large um, there's over, I believe, the last I heard, over a thousand delegates here today, and that's not including, you know, all the vendors' uh, booths, which is taking up a massive, massive uh, hall here. So, the conference so far, this is, uh, I guess, it would be kind of day two, even though it's the first official start. Day one uh, yesterday did have some uh, awareness workshops at the beginning, and you know vendors got set up, so there were some things happening already. But today is the the first real uh, start of the conference. And today, if you didn't catch it, um, hopefully you'll catch a, a rebroadcast at some point um, because we will have these uh, available. Today, on the September twenty fourth, we actually recorded and aired live. So we spoke with different guests and, you know, had different ideas about things and got, got them here on the show speaking. You know, people walked by. Uh, it was quite a, a lot of fun, you know, um, and I can't wait to uh, do this again, though so, uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully it got over the nerves uh, to do it. 
Um, I met for the first time a lot of uh, people that I've been working with at Voice America, believe it or not, because we're always talking via email or over the phone, um, you know, or as we connect and record shows, I'm speaking with the sound engineers, you know, overhead headsets through Skype. So I don't often get a chance to really meet everybody. But today I actually got the chance and the opportunity, which I thought was great, to meet people face to face. And I got to meet um, Ryan Treasure, the vice president, who helped set up the booth here. Um, his assistant, um, uh, my sound engineer, uh, Aaron Rodriguez, he was here, or A-Rod. And my executive producer, Dee Daniels, she was here as well, helping get set up, drum up people to come by and listen and uh, contribute. So it's been uh, a very interesting, uh, uh, fun day, that's for sure. You know, I've met uh, some people that I've spoken to on the show, and we've had as guests on the show, uh, I've met them face-to-face -face for the first time. Uh, a lot of times, as I said, we, you know, we do a lot of conversing with people from around the globe, so we often don't get the chance to meet face-to-face. -face. But having them stop by or drop a business card down while I was talking, and then you notice the name and say, hey, I know you. <laughs> Even though the face didn't you know, ring a bell, the name certainly did. You know. So it's been a, a, an interesting day. Setting up was a lot of fun, getting things organized, uh, being able to move around and do things. It's been a, lo a lot of work, but we've made it through. We're getting we're getting there, and uh, the some of the sessions so far have been very in interesting, um, very diverse. You know, a lot of uh, different kind of information uh, happens out there. And just an example, you know, um, there's a there was a roundtable for business continuity. You know, where people can ask a lot of questions and. You know, get some clarity on things as to what's happening, you know, in the industry and get some thought from, you know, thought leaders, people that have been in the industry for a long time, you know, with from different backgrounds, you know, financial, uh, government, you know, manufacturing, pharmaceutical, you know, different people that are involved asking questions. And, you know, some of the attendees, some are new, you know, new to the field, some are seasoned veterans. Because I'm a big believer, you know, you can still be doing a job for 20 25, 30 years, but there's still things to learn. You know, industries change, markets change, you know, the need change, you know, every, everything can change. So there's always something new to learn. And just because two companies are the same, you know, you both manufacture widgets, uh, you can have different experiences with clients, you know, and customers and partners. You know, some have experienced different disasters and situations, and everyone can learn from those. You know, not everything happens the exact same for every company. So even after all this time, you know, I like to attend these shops, my workshops myself and conferences so that I can learn new things. And there's lots of other workshops that were on uh, Sunday as well. They even had a big, large uh, mock disaster exercise, um, you know, obviously breaks, a few other training courses that were going on, um, work at home uh, strategies, uh, work area recovery, uh, you know, how to, to get that going and set up. Um, and what uh, the most mature business continuity management programs are doing. Um, now that is run by Charlene Marling, uh, Cheyenne Marling, who you may recall has been a guest on the show. And she was speaking here, and uh, I have, hopefully, I can snag her uh, to, uh, or get somebody to talk her into coming onto the, the show when we do the live broadcast um, tomorrow. The rest of today 
was actually uh, myself working with the Voice America uh, team as we were setting up here. Uh, Ryan Arod, uh, Ryan's the vice president of you know, uh, Voice America. Arod or Aaron is the sound engineer, uh, one of the sound engineers uh, that I uh, deal with. He's the one I've dealt with the most, but uh, um, there are others. But he was here on site setting up, and my executive producer, D was here as well, and we were setting up uh, signs, uh, the tables, uh, testing all the equipment, plugging it all in, making sure it worked, you know, made sure we had uh, kind of a bit of a dry run uh, going through, making sure that, uh, you know, we weren't going to have too many uh, mistakes, uh, and I've got a feeling we probably will, but we'll see what happens. Uh, um, uh, part two, I'll probably talk about that uh, in the second segment here, but uh, there, a lot has been going on. There are a lot of vendors here. Uh, quite a few uh, with some interesting um, uh, products and some of these vendors I have to admit I haven't seen before uh, and maybe that's a testament to how um, the awareness and uh, of business continuity management and disaster recovery uh, resiliency you know and risk management you know we are you know moving forward with new, I wouldn't say new terms, but redefining what business continuity is, uh, I guess because I've used that term for so long, it's one that you know, easier uh, just comes to mind. But there's more to it now. You know, there's the integration, and you can see it with the vendors here, the integration with the inf information security, with notification systems, with risk management, operational risk management, you know, um, all kinds of, uh, you know, there's even disaster recovery as a service, you know, um, and I'm going to see if I can talk to one of the gentlemen in that booth to come over uh, tomorrow and explain exactly what that means, because that's relatively something new, you know, business continuity as a service or disaster recovery as a service, you know, um, a lot of vendors are now doing that, you know, something, uh, whatever it may be, as a service to, so to come on over and describe what that is, what that means, and how it works. And um, so there's all kinds of things, and there's a lot of uh, uh, organizations like the Association of Continu... Let me just see the sign. It's just around the corner from where I am. Association of Continuity Professionals. Um, that's a relatively... For me, it's a relatively new organization. I've kind of heard of it a few years ago, but uh, I think... I don't believe there's a Canadian chapter, which is probably why it kind of... Uh, dropped off my radar, but they're here, so I'm going to see if I can get them to come over and talk. And, uh, you know, so there's all kinds of different uh, people here, a, a lot of different groups, you know, and that can only help our profession as it grows and, and matures, and we, we add more and more to it, you know. Um, so hopefully uh, over the next two segments, I'll give you a little bit of uh, more information of some of the uh, topics that were brought up and some of the uh, people that we hear, and we'll see who we can get on the uh, the show. I know I've got a couple of people lined up, um, but I, uh, from my understanding, my executive producer D is while we're actually recording some of the broadcasting. I shouldn't say recording because we'll actually be broadcasting live uh, on September twenty fourth. And hopefully by then you uh, will have heard some of those um, because we will be posting them. Uh, I think we're actually posting them uh, by the end of the day on September 24th. So many of you may have already come across some of these uh, episodes that are posted up on the site. So I'm going to end here and we'll add uh, some more comments uh, in a few a couple of hours when I've attended a few sessions. And I'm back. 
Well, it's the next day. It's now Monday, September 24th. This is the day we'll be uh, airing live uh, later today. It's uh, early in the morning here. I've just uh, attended my first and only session that I can actually attend today because the radio show will have me busy the rest of the day. Um, but it was a fantastic session. It was the first one of the day, a general session with uh, Dr. Heidi Hanna. Um, from the Academy of Brain Health and Performance. And her uh, subject was uh, Recharge Your Brain and Your Business. She had a fantastic presentation. I took a full page of notes here, um, and I'm not going to go through everything because I just don't have the time and you know, I don't want to recreate her, her uh, presentation because she could do that much better than I can. Um, but I will say that she has agreed to be a part of the show, and I believe she's the very first person that I will be speaking with today um, once we go live at 11 a.m. PST time. So take a listen to that. And uh, you know she'll give some great insight. I'll ask some questions. Um, I I think we're only talking for about ten minutes, but we'll see where that goes. Um, maybe longer. Uh, you know, and she had an hour presentation, so you know it's a lot to squeeze into ten minutes. So probably just a couple of the highlights for you. But it's a fantastic presentation. Uh, some of the key things that she she brought up, I, I want to mention is you know with disasters, you know how we teach ourselves. Um, you know, we teach our brain. We have to teach our brain how to respond and react to situations. You know, uh, it's not just what we do in the plans and processes we have in pla place. You know, calming our breathing. You know, she, she even touched on things like mindfulness, you know, and meditation uh, without getting into the uh, religious and or spiritual aspects of it, which, you know, some people might automatically think. But how to train our, mi train our mind to respond to situations and she showed a great clip of there was an experiment um, one clip she could show and the other one she couldn't um, for security reasons but uh, the, the first one was she gave an example and a clip of some football players you know big burly football players and I'm talking North American football players um, because I know I have a global audience so I'm, I'm not saying soccer <laughs> when I talk football I'm talking North American football you know these big men and they were told all they had to do was run a mile down a trail, touch a white fence, and run back. And by the way, there might be some hazards along the way. Um, I think she mentioned uh, a small little garden snake. Um, there might be a coyote that you know will see you, but eventually run. And there might be a wild boar, uh, you know, sometimes in the bush that you know they do attack. So she showed the clip, and I have to admit it was quite quite funny. And because of the you know. The, the difference uh, or how these people had um, you know trained themselves they were running down the, the the trail and then all of a sudden the bush rattled and the four large football players turned and ran you know right back to you know where they started because you know they had been told it could be a boar who could attack and it was quite funny you know uh, um, you know, and I'm not laughing at the uh, the individuals because that's you know they were conditioned a certain way, but then she told us that the same experiment was done with military personnel. The same thing, you know, uh, about the wild boar, potential snakes, uh, coyotes running down the trail, uh, you know, one mile, touch the fence and come back. So basically two miles, and the same thing, the the. Uh, I think it was four, four military personnel ran down the trail. And again, you know, um, somebody that was in the bushes, shook the bushes, you know, um, that you would think might be the wild boar that's attacking. But because they had been conditioned and trained differently and trained their minds differently, they froze. 
uh, and I don't mean freeze as in scared. They, they, they froze, they stopped still. They assessed the situation as to what was going on. A completely different response than the athletes. It was really fantastic to, to watch you know, the, the clip of the football players and hear how the military personnel responded completely different and it all came down to how they are trained and how they are conditioned to um, you know be aware of what's going on assess a situation before um, you know responding where obviously the football players you know uh, shaking bush automatically it's the worst and they ran you know fight or flight right you know and uh, she touched on that as well but I thought that was a fantastic example. I really enjoyed listening to that. And uh, so she's going to hopefully come on the, the show and talk to us about some of these items. You know, how we recharge our brain and, and get ourselves right on the right track again. You know, because if we don't train our brain, you know, by reading, learning, you know, new things, it can deteriorate. And I think I thought that was just so fantastic with, you know, crisis managers and you know, responding to disasters. You know how we can better our position ourselves when things occur. So uh, I'm, that's going to take us to the end of this first segment, and I will be back with you know some highlights as to uh, the rest of the day, uh, uh, the live broadcast, which you should be able to see on the Voice America page. Uh, preparing for the unexpected under September 24th, all the shows should be listed there. Um, by now, I'm kind of speaking in the future, so I'm making assumptions, so I really hope they are. <laughs> Otherwise, I will be back uh, shortly with the next segment, and we're recapping the Disaster Recovery Journal Conference here in Phoenix in fall 2018. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fuller. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com. Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected. And welcome back to the show for our second segment. I'm recapping experiences at the recent Disaster Recovery Journal Conference in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, It's... Monday, September 24th, and this is the big day that we go and uh, broadcast live today. I have to admit, it uh, was a very nerve-wracking day, and uh, uh, wasn't quite sure how things were going to go, but uh, once things got going, it was really good. Um, I'll get into some more details with that uh, shortly. First of all, the uh, the day itself starts off uh, with a big breakfast for everybody, which uh, was quite good. I'm not going to go into the menu and everything, because that's just not you know, relevant, but a good breakfast. I, unfortunately, I was only able to attend one session uh, today because of the broadcast we were doing at 11 o'clock. So the first uh, and only session I was able to attend was the uh, session four, re-im- uh, it was called session four, uh, reimagining BCM or business continuity management through the lens of operational risk. And it was presented by uh, Doug Weldon and Megan Epperson. Uh, from IHS Market. Now, they talked a lot about uh, risk and how business continuity, you know, is really supposed to work um, with a lot of other areas, you know, such as uh, legal, privacy, audit, um, incident management, problem management, uh, disaster recovery, health and safety, communications, you know, facilities, um, third parties. You know, uh, there may be, obviously, in some of those, there may be separate departments. Uh, they may report to different people. Um, however, they all are really a part of operational risk along with business continuity and need to work closely together to create an overall, an overall operational risk management um, program or, or guidance you know, for an organization. And I thought it was rather interesting because that's the way business continuity management and many other groups are kind of leaning towards, you know, they're all a part of some sort of risk effort, you know, um, identifying risks, assessing risks, you know, putting risk mitigation plans in place. And then if these risks become actual incidents or crises or disasters or whatever word you want to put on it, you know, they have the right plans, um, response and people in place to deal with it, you know, to shut them down right away. So I thought that was rather interesting because I'm sure many listening out there are probably thinking to themselves, well, I kind of work you know, with info security, I kind of work with legal, I kind of work with these other groups. And in some respect, you already do. Um, at least I would expect you to if you have a really uh, mature business continuity management program in place, that you do have some sort of a relationship with these groups. However, what they were kind of saying is that there is an overarching operational risk management program, which may be led by one person or uh, a couple of people. But however, all of these groups that I mentioned are 
underneath this overall umbrella of operational risk management. You know, it used to be, you know, business continuity may be reporting to the IT, you know, or maybe reporting to some other area, and everything was kind of in a silo. Now, under operational risk management, you have these different areas that still may have their own uh, goals and objectives and, you know, their own um, director or vice president or whatever the case may be. However, there's kind of a dotted line between them all now, linking them all to create one overall operational risk management program. And I thought that was uh, rather good uh, because, you know, that is something we've all struggled with over the years. And it's the risk component and developing risk, strong risk programs, it's becoming stronger and stronger as years go by. Now, uh, I did run into Megan on our last day, day three, and I, uh, because I didn't see uh, Doug uh, anywhere, um, I saw him after the fact, but uh, uh, I did reach out to Megan about possibly coming on the show to talk about this, you know, operational risk and, you know, looking at uh, BCM through the lens of operational risk. So uh, I will be reaching out to her when I get back home and seeing if we can uh, get her to come on the show and we'll talk about the operational risk management and what it entails, because obviously I'm only just touching, you know, the surface and just making some highlights here, uh, but they've got, uh, you know, much more and uh, in-depth uh, points to make. So keep your eyes and ears open for uh, that in the coming months, uh, because I do want to get her on the show to talk about this. And after that, it really was going back to the desk, the Voice America desk, or the Preparing for the Unexpected desk, and starting to uh, let the nerves <laughs> run free or trying to uh, corral them, uh, because we were going to be broadcasting live. Uh, D. Uh, Daniels, my executive producer, Ryan Treasure, the vice president, and Aaron Rodriguez all came in uh, on uh, early in the morning, uh, roughly 9.30 to 10 o'clock, somewhere in there. And we, you know, kind of made sure that everything was working and, you know, moved things around so that everyone could uh, be comfortable where they were and, you know, ask each other questions, you know, would you prefer this? Would you prefer that? How do you think we should do this? Even though we kind of chatted a little bit the day before, this was our last chance to make sure we were all on the same page. And we were trying to track all of our guests through a single spreadsheet, or at least I was, um, that we put up on the cloud uh, that uh, Ryan uh, was keeping track of, and so was I. You know, we could both access it and edit it at the same time. <laughs> However, as uh, you'll hear shortly, uh, after kind of the word got out that we were really uh, broadcasting live, um, things just kind of got crazy. And I'm not saying that that it was a bad thing, because it wasn't. It was fantastic. I, I, I really can't wait to do it again, I have to admit. It was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed myself very much. Um, however... We, I did have some people that were lined up to uh, talk. We kind of set ourselves at, um, you know, 15-minute segments, you know, and we, we talk for maybe, you know, 10 to 12 minutes, uh, take a minute or two break so that, uh, you know, the first guest can step out and the next guest step in, quickly have a chat to make sure that we're on page and how things were going to, to work, 
you know, I would ask questions, you talk about the subjects that you're here for, or, you know, something else that uh, may be on your mind. And then, you know, that would be kind of it after 10, 12 minutes. And um, we would move on until we got to the end of the first hour, take a few minutes breaks, so commercials run, and do it again for the second hour. We did take uh, the third hour off uh, for lunch, for break, because after that we still had another three hours to go. So we uh, got caught up and kind of regrouped, you know, how are things going? Um, how do you feel? Is there anything that's not working? Do we need to change anything? For the most part, it was all going well uh, for all parties. You know, obviously being live, we would have some technical glitches, which was kind of funny sometimes. You know, okay, we're ready to start, go. And then another commercial would start rather than, you know, the music introducing the segment. It's like, whoops, glitch, wrong button. <laughs> you know, which um, nobody's at fault for that. You know, it's just live and things happen. Um, and it actually made the experience feel more real. However, uh, like I was saying, we did have get quite a few people coming through. And um, when uh, people started sitting uh, to sit down and chat with me, uh, people would start walking by and stop going, well, what's going on here? So, you know, even though you know, we sent out emails and we put out the word um, that things were happening, you know, not everybody reads every email. You know, we can't expect people to, especially these days with the amount that come out. You know, so there were a lot of people asking questions, and obviously I, I was unable to answer, you know, 99.9% .9 of those because I was busy talking. You know, I had a headphone set on, and so did uh, the guest. However, my sound engineer and the vice president, uh, Ryan, Aaron and Ryan were sitting at the table beside me with all the equipment in front of them, could actually talk and answer questions. Oh, this is for people who want to speak on the show. We're actually broadcasting live. You know, and Dee, uh, the, my executive producer, was walking around the entire exhibit hall where we were, uh, rounding up other guests. And uh, as an FYI, believe it or not, afterwards and the next day, which I'll talk about in the last segment, I still had people coming up wondering, are, are you still broadcasting live? You know, we'd love to talk and be a part of it. So um, look out for all these other different people uh, in the coming months of, you know, setting up times to talk with them about their uh, subjects, you know, that they wanted to talk about or, or topics that they presented at the conference or something else. Um, there were quite a few people that wanted to be uh a part of it and I have some great news uh, which will be at the end of uh, this whole uh, recording. Now I'm going to go through the people that we actually had on the show. There were quite a few. Uh, as I said we did have four minute, uh, oh, sorry, um, 15 minute segments roughly for each hour. We had five hours so roughly 20 guests. My first one uh, believe it or not, I, I ended up doing for two segments because I found the topics just so incredibly interesting. Dr. Heidi Hanna, who talked to us, talked to us about our brain and how we can, you know, calm our brain, you know, especially in times of stress and you know, disasters and crises. And as business continuity management professionals and disaster, you know, personnel and crisis managers and you know, everything else, you know, even privacy people, you know, and information security, you know, dealing with breaches and things like that, you know, how do we keep our mind calm, you know, and relaxed and be able to deal with it? And I've I've found that subject so fascinating. I have reached out, um, or will be reaching out. I, I did ask her in person, but I will be doing it via email as well, just because I know she's a, a busy uh, lady. 
um, to see about coming on the show to talk about this subject. I found it just fantastic. Uh, it's really good. I look forward to having this uh, as a subject on the show that you can listen to. Uh, and I, again, I, I, she had us, by the way, before I forget, she had us go through a little bit of a breathing exercise. Um, I don't want to say meditation, but it, you know, it was just a, a kind of a, a way to calm us down, you know, breathe uh, in deep, uh, slowly, you know, not just those quick breaths like most of, most of us do. But she will uh, come on and teach us that. And as she was doing that in the um, uh, this the segment that I got to see uh, in the morning, which was the general session, not one of the breakout uh, sessions that I that I just mentioned at the beginning here. You could actually watch and see people's shoulders relax, like just breathing. You know, kept people calm, and that I think is something that us as you know people in the emergency, disaster, and crisis realms are really going to learn from. So I look forward to having uh, Dr. Heidi Hanna on the show. My next guest was Cheryl Umlauf uh, from the Association of Continuity Professionals. She's the president of the local chapter here, and I asked her to come over. Uh, so she joined us and told us a little bit of what's going on. I am going to be reaching out to the president or the national chair of ACP and to come on the show and talk about the organization. And my last guest for the hour uh, was Eric DeVos, who was from Ready Now from Australia. And he gave us a great uh, chat about how his company had started out to do one thing, but based on continued requests from clients, ended up developing and creating something different. It really was how clients drive you know, the product need. So that was an interesting chat. My second hour, we had uh, Mr. Joe Miner, who is an internal auditor. Uh, no booing after saying that. And I got to tell you, if you get a chance to hear him talk, go hear him uh, because he is quite funny for an auditor. He does have a good personality, an open personality. He was quite humorous, made us laugh and feel comfortable. And you know what? Really let us know how internal audit, we can partner with our internal audit and make our programs you know, better and stronger. So um, he had a great chat. Uh, you'll, you can obviously hear him uh, when I post those uh, episodes. Then we had John Seals from DRJ, who told us a little about uh, what he does and, you know, the Disaster Recovery Journal itself and all the things that it offers. And then to we had Jason Hines, uh, who was with a vendor, and the name of the vendor escapes me right now. So, Jason, if you hear this, I completely for, uh, apologize. Um, but he talked uh, about disaster recovery as a service and what that means because, uh, you know, there is a lot of confusion over that. So he came on and talked to us. And the, to end our two, I had Kathy Rainey from the Disaster Resource Guide, who is making some big changes on their area. And she is also going to be coming on to the show uh, in the future to talk about this information hub that they are creating and slowly putting together, which uh, I hope to be a part of as well. And uh, I've offered my assistance any way I can. So look forward to that uh, when that happens. And then we move on to hour three. And we had Sandeep uh, Parin Parandi. I hope I said that right. Apologies, Sandeep, if I did say that right. Who came in from IBM and talked to us about some of the business continuity uh, and notification systems that IBM has now uh, put together and are, are available. Then Mr. Jim Linney came on for the... Um, 
from the FAA and talk to us uh, about some of the things that uh, they have in place. Uh, oh, and that's aviation, by the way. And uh, Mr. Joe uh, Beck Bechtold came in and uh, did us a, a quick high summary of his uh, talk uh, that was uh, occurring later on regarding testing, you know, beyond tabletops. And I've also reached out to Joe to uh, see about him coming on the show, and he has agreed to. So um, hopefully in the coming months we'll have him on there, or coming weeks even. And then finally we ended um, Hour 3 with someone who's actually from down the road from me in Mississauga, um, Mr. Ramesh Warrior from EBRP. And he told us uh, what they do and you know what they have to offer. And that was nice to have a fellow Canadian on the show, I have to admit. <laughs> And then we, uh, our four began. And from here, we went with Mr. Bill Horde from Quanta Quantivate. I kept saying quanta quantitative, uh, unfortunately, every time I talked to him. But from Quantivate, uh, Bill Horde, who gave us uh, an overview of what um, they are doing uh, with regards to business continuity and crisis management, etc. And then I had uh, Brandon Tanner from Rensis who uh, talked to us about uh, the various things they have in place like and their mobile recovery. Um, you may remember you know, some of those big trucks you know, that uh, pull up after a disaster and you're able to put data centers in there, or mostly call centers, I shouldn't say data centers. Call centers, uh, you know, all these people, you line all these trucks up and you side by side and they become one big mobile office. He came by to chat with us. Then we had uh, Patrick Potter from RSA who told us about some of the uh, things happening uh, with his company. And I, I told him I have to uh, carry around an RSA uh, FOB, security, uh, security ID FOB, um, to log in for my uh, current uh, contract. So I have that on my keychain and use it every day. So it was kind of interesting to have someone from that company there. And then I ended the fourth hour with uh, D. Daniels from Voice America, my executive producer to kind of give everyone a little bit of oversight of uh, what Voice America does, what they have to offer, you know, if there's anybody out there who wants, you know, to have their own show, you know, please send me a message and I can get you in contact with D, um, whether it be knitting, you know, uh, breeding dogs, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, it doesn't have to all be business or disaster related. And if it is, you know, that's fine, you know, but send me a note. Let me know, and uh, I'll, I'll set you up with Dee, and you know you can see about maybe getting your own show. But she came on and told us what was going on and what she does as an executive producer. That closed out our uh, fourth hour, and then our five, our last hour. And by now, by the way, just so you know, from the start of three hours, which is you know after lunch, our three, four, and five were literally back to back to back to back. Uh, from one guest to the other, where it got to the point that one person would finish before I even took my headphones off. That person has already moved, moving out of their chair. Another person is sitting down and they're handing me a business card, you know, Aaron or Orion. This is who you're talking to next. Oh, okay. So, you know, I was nowhere near touching the, and updating that spreadsheet. It was just one person after another. And uh, I started to feel like, you know, people who do a lot of traveling, you know, actors and musicians and things like that who, you know, go on tours and travel at different cities almost every night where I literally didn't know who I was talking to. I would just kind of, oh, thank you very much for joining us. And next thing you know is, hi, who are you? <laughs> so some people I knew, some people I didn't, obviously. But um, it was quite interesting and really an interesting experience, I have to say. 
But our five, we now have Lou uh, Sido, sorry, from AccuWeather, who told us how um, AccuWeather actually helps and can help uh, you know, disaster teams and crisis management people. So that's a really interesting one to listen to. I do recommend that one. And then Lee Wells came by from Conexus and told us everything that they do and what they have to offer people out there. Um, and then we kind of ended with uh, a bang in our five, uh, especially in the disaster business continuity realm, because everybody knows uh, these people. Um, and I think many of you will know as well. Cheyenne Marling came on to talk about you know what organizations are doing right and give us a little insight on some of the changes that have happened since uh, she uh, published uh, her report about you know what successful organizations are doing with business continuity uh, management. Um, gave us some new insights you know that have occurred since then, and then we ended with uh, almost a rock star. You know when it comes to uh, business continuity and disaster planning. You know a you see her at all the conferences she has books out there you know she works with so many different people and i've been trying to meet her for uh, quite some time and every time i saw her she was surrounded by people so i couldn't talk to her or when i realized where she was i would try find her but she was already gone because somebody whisked her away to you know talk to her or something and uh, we had regina phelps on the show so i was really happy about that and after talking with Regina, she had uh, three sessions, I believe, you know, at DRJ. And Regina, we talked about her new book, Crisis Management, you know, and we talked about, you know, some testing and cyberware. And I've uh, reached out to uh, Regina as well. And uh, we're going to get her on the show, which will just be wonderful. And uh, yeah, I'll make sure everybody knows when that's uh, happening. So that was our live day. It was just crazy. And you know? obviously after that, we had to pull everything down. But it was just crazy. It was a wonderful day. And to be honest, I cannot wait to do it again. It was so much fun. Uh, so i got to take a break there. I know I've gone way over time uh, on this segment. And I will be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river. Like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fuller. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com. Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected. Welcome back to the show for the final segment. I also want to make mention that um, uh, we had uh, a few other people uh, come by the booth and want to uh, record you know, something, um, but... Uh, unfortunately, we ran out of time because we were only recording for, or broadcasting, I should say, which I kept making that mistake a few times. We were broadcasting for five hours, um, not recording. That, uh, you know, we ran out of time and there were a few people that wanted to talk about their subjects. So I am going to be reaching out to them uh, to have them come on the show and talk about their subject. One that I think of uh, that's... Uh, particular interest even though they all are everybody that uh, you know I've, I've reached out to that either was on the show or uh, would like to be on the show uh, but one that was I thought was a little bit different you might be interested in is artificial intelligence you know what role does this play in a business continuity and uh, a lady named Dawn came up uh, the next day and said she'd like to be a part of it uh, but uh, you know we were so busy um, and already had so many people lined up um, unfortunately we ran out of time but I will be getting her on the show uh, to talk about uh, artificial intelligence I was also able to very briefly uh, attend a bit of a, uh, a session regarding that uh, during you know at one part during the day on Tuesday so uh, otherwise it's our third day which is unfortunately the last day um it's been a fantastic uh um conference you know i I do recommend people going it is very large there's a lot of vendors there are so many opportunities to network and hear from new people and get new ideas you know and even maybe test some of your own out you know and see what people have to say about them Uh, so we started off or i started off the last day with a couple of general sessions that uh, attended. Um, one was actually Regina Phelps, um, which I've already mentioned a couple of times. And she talked about the golden hour, you know, and that golden hour is uh, really the first 60 minutes, you know, after, you know, uh, a, a major event has occurred, you know, disaster, crisis, incident, whatever word you want to use, you know, that is impacting you. And so she went through quite a few things, you know, four key steps. And uh, maybe I'll have her talk to that, so I'm not going to give everything away on her part and say what they are here. But, you know, three key areas, you know, four things to um, uh, keep your eyes open, you know, to uh, maximize your response, you know, for the first hour. Uh, So that was a very interesting one with lots of uh, good information in there. And then we had a a talk from IBM, uh, Mr. Alan uh, Downs and Patrick Corcoran. And I believe Alan, uh, if my memory serves correctly, is the global uh, director of uh, business continuity uh, for IBM. 
uh, and not just the IBM program itself. So, you know, you would talk to him maybe if you're, you know, uh, your client, but at the same time, I believe he's also responsible for IBM's internal IB, uh, business continuity responses. But he gave a, a great talk about uh, cyber attacks, you know, increasing, you know, and um, really there, you know, cyber attacks of the uh, malware and things like that uh, are, you know, the weapons of the future, you know, uh, and it's uh, ra it was really, it was an interesting talk. Uh, he's very passionate, you could tell, um, and uh, I think he wanted to keep on talking, uh, <laughs> uh, which would have been fine because uh, the, there was a lot of great information in his presentation. And, but he talked about that, you know, and uh, the linking business continuity, you know, with uh, risk, um, which is, I, I mentioned earlier on, about the operational risk management. Um, that was a theme that came up. And uh, cyber attacks, uh, as I mentioned, um, he continued to talk about that, you know, and uh, where one one thing I I captured that I think he uh, really emphasized is that a lot of the cyber attacks that happen to businesses don't end up occurring through you know your major applications or servers, but they end up occurring over you know the non-critical stuff, the, the the stuff oh we don't need to worry about that kind of stuff you know those things you know servers and applications that's how cyber uh, attacks are and, and hackers are able to weasel their way in. He talked about organizational risk management and you know how it brings many different silos together you know um, the, the testing attitude you know you, you plan uh, for the test so that you can pass but you know what you really need to do is be able to identify all the gaps and risks you know and, and then deal with those you know that's a successful test. You know, and I think everyone that talked about tests uh, through this conference is now finally starting to believe that and promote it. I've been saying that for you know 15 you know years at least. You know, a, a, a test that doesn't find anything wrong isn't a test at all. You only just validate it at a point in time. That's all. You know, and over planning. Even though I know in my book uh, testing uh, plans, I have mentioned quite a bit about. Uh, testing and uh, you know how to plan and you know, put the governance around it but even in that book I say you know at some point you have to stop all this planning and go for it you really have to and you can't keep doing the same test over and over again you know so uh, you, you know it helps you start to make sure you've got the controls in place you know and identify all your risks and you you deal with the risks and things like that but at some point you got to be able to move forward you know and go beyond that um, which is actually the session that uh, Joe, I believe I mentioned earlier on, is going to come on and talk about. So that was a great chat from uh, IBM. Um, you know, and they even said up front, you know, there is no sales talk here, which which I know everybody appreciated. And then as our, the last session of the day, we had reimagining the warning message from uh, Dr. Uh, Professor, sorry, Robert Chandler from uh, Lipscomb University. Now I've heard him talk before on communications and was quite knowledgeable and quite good. Um, I found him today to be much more animated uh, for, for some reason. <laughs> Maybe it was uh, you know early in the morning, I had lots of coffee, but I found him very animated and quite uh, helpful. I'm going to reach out, I'm not gonna mention too much about his presentation because I'm gonna reach out and see if I can get him on the show. Uh, there was there was uh, quite a bit of good information. Really, it came down to a lot of our messages that we send out and warnings. Uh, and a good example are, are on cigarette packages. 
you know, those warnings were put there and the pictures, graphics were put there because there was a belief that once they're there, then all the uh, people that smoke would quit smoking. Well, it didn't work. It stayed the same or increased, you know. So uh, in a lot of cases, our messages, we're just not targeting them right. We're not writing them right. We're not putting the right information in there. We're not wording them in a way so that people uh, will... Um, you know, pay attention. You know, it's like with, with little kids. You tell them not to do something. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Well, you know they're going to say, oh, oh, okay, let's go try this and let's do it. So, you know, we talked. he talked about that and I, it was a great presentation. So I really hope to get him on the show. So that was the conference. Uh, it was just fantastic. A lot of great people, uh, attendees, speakers. It was well coordinated. Um, and I think, uh, you know, with the experience of the DRJ crew, um, everyone that was involved, uh, uh, you know, probably way too many for me to, to mention here, um, and probably some that I don't know, but they were fantastic. I do recommend attending it. They have another conference coming up in Orlando in the spring, um, and I don't have the date in front of me, unfortunately. I know it's in March, uh, Mar mid-March, mid to end of the, March, uh, the month. So uh, take a look, and if not, otherwise, uh, maybe you can uh, join us in Phoenix next year because I am committing to coming to the next Phoenix conference in um, next year. I believe it's uh, September 29th to October 2nd, 2019. And we will, I am, I am already looking into it, is to broadcast live. And we may look into other options. We may talk with DRJ and see if there's something else we can do as well. Maybe we could uh, film and when we're broadcasting live, we could, uh, you know, be filming at the same time. So we're going to look into uh, some other options and really uh, give a great experience so you can get, you know, immediate firsthand, uh, you know, uh, you can view things, you know, as we're talking with some of these presenters and uh, vendors and exhibitors, uh, attendees and, and, you know, speakers. So uh, I am making that commitment now and uh so you can put me on record. It's already in my calendar because uh, um, my calendar has actually got uh, dates, you know, well a year, year and a half in advance in it now. So it would be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to it already. Uh, I will be here. I hope you can attend. And my great thanks to uh, Bob Arnold, um, who's, uh, you know, the big, the big kahuna at... Uh, uh, DRJ, uh, the man in charge, uh, but he's surrounded by some great, great people, um, and I got to meet quite a few of them, so I uh, look forward to more uh, conferences, and again, as always, if there's a subject you'd like us to cover on the show, please feel free, send me an email, you know, uh, go to the Preparing for the Unexpected webpage, there's a button, click on that, send me a note, I do get all emails, and I do respond to all. And uh, we'll see about getting you on the show or finding someone to come on the show and talk about the subject you want us to touch base on. In the meantime, as always, stay prepared, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Preparing for the Unexpected. Please tune in for another edition featuring your host, Alex Bullock, next Thursday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you here next week.